Hello there. Thank you for inviting me into your eardrums. I'm honored to keep you company. I'm Sarah Wendell. This is episode number 445 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. If you've been listening to the show recently, you've probably heard me talking about Stereo, which is our live Tuesday night after party at 7.30 Eastern, where Amanda and I take live interactive messages and talk to you for an hour or more. And this is one of our recent broadcasts. It's kind of like a, a live interactive recommendation extravaganza. We're going to talk about witches, mysteries, baking, older heroines, and we have some great audiobook selections too. Now, I am not sure if it's the age of my phone or if the audio jack of my phone is crappy, but my audio is not terrific. So I've switched over to Bluetooth for future broadcasts, but the audio on this one is not stupendous. I've done everything I can to it, but I apologize in advance if you're like, why is Sarah under five blankets and down a well? I'm not. I'm, I was just sitting in my living room, but not sure what happened there. However, if you like this episode and you'd like to join us for a live podcast after party, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday nights on Stereo, go to Stereo.com slash SmartBitches, you can download the app. This week's episode is brought to you by Hopeless Romantic by Marina Adair. Marina Adair is a number one nationally best-selling author with over a million books sold, and her books are perfect for fans of Jill Chavez and Christina Lauren. Her second When in Rome novel delivers upbeat fun with heads up an added bonus for animal lovers. There's an English bulldog named Diesel and an emotional support chicken named Gregory Peck. <laughs> I, I can't top that. I, not even the joke after the show can do better than that. As caregiver for her autistic brother, Beckett Hayes knows how meaningful a little extra help can be when life happens which is why she runs Consider It Done, a personal concierge service in her small town. Her job also gives her the flexibility to follow her passion, being a special needs advocate, and training emotional support companions in her spare time. There's not much of that, of course, and there's certainly not enough spare time for serious dating. But one unquestionably gorgeous, good-natured man is suddenly a temptation that's getting tougher for her to resist. Set against the breezy backdrop of coastal Rhode Island, Hopeless Romantic by Marina Adair asks whether two of a small town's biggest hearts can learn to put themselves first in the name of love. Find your copy of Hopeless Romantic by Marina Adair wherever books are sold. And for more information, head to kensingtonbooks.com. Hello and thank you to the podcast Patreon community. You are all fabulous. And every pledge that has been made helps me keep going and helps me make sure that every episode is accessible by providing a transcript. I want to say hello to some new Patreon members. Hello to Sarah, not me, a different Sarah. There are lots of us. There are so many Sarahs. But every week I get a new member to the Patreon community. It is so exciting. If you would like to join, have a look at patreon.com slash smartpitches. Monthly pledges start at a dollar and every pledge is magical and wonderful and so very appreciated. Thank you. I also want to let everyone know that this is the last call for the Stay Golden Horny Girl merchandise. The campaign ends on February 23rd, so if you enjoyed our episode with Aaron and Melody from Heaving Bosoms and you think you might want to earn some merch inspired by that episode, don't wait much longer. This collection was developed in collaboration with author Robin Lovett, and all proceeds benefit the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence at Robin Lovett's request. The shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and mugs are available until the 23rd of February. There's a link in the show notes, so do not miss out on your chance to stay golden. Also, I got my shirt. It's so soft, you guys. It's so soft. You definitely want to get one. 
This podcast is also brought to you by Ritual, a daily multivitamin delivered to your doorstep. What's in it? Well, Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in a bioavailable form that your body can actually use, but it does not have sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. I kind of like knowing what's in the vitamins I take. I love that the source of all of the nutrients is on the packaging, and I like that the vitamin itself is literally see-through. It's it's transparent with little beads in it. It's really cool. The packaging tells me the source, and it shows up on my porch exactly when I need it. And I am fascinated by how they keep some of the ingredients vegan. It's really interesting. Ritual makes building healthy habits very easy. Multivitamins delivered to your door every month with free shipping always, and you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners, that would be you, 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. That's ritual.com forward slash Sarah to start your ritual today. We talk about so many books in this broadcast and do not worry. They are in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. So now let's do this thing. On with hot locksmith action, dumplings and murder, and book recommendations from Amanda and me. I'm coming to you live from my bed and my heating pad and my edible. See, I think this is a really good way to do a live broadcast. I am currently in a chair <laughs> under under a quilt that I just finished on Sunday and have since laundered and love very much. Yay, more quilts. But uh, did I tell you what happened last time I took chocolate? You woke up in the middle of the night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if I had told you or not. Yeah. Linus was in your room and you woke up in the middle of the night and freaked the hell out. Yeah. Because he's not allowed to sleep in my room because he's a terrible monster. But I took too many edibles and I was tired. Uh, so... I heard him jump down from his like seven foot tall cat tree with a like gathunk. And, and he's like I a 19 mean, pound cat. So when he lands, like half of Boston feels oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah. He's a big yeah. boy. Um, if anyone no, in Boston I, felt the earth sh- shaking movement, that was probably Linus was getting down off the cat tree. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, it's like two thirty in the morning. I immediately bolt upright out of my sleep i'm like i gotta get him out of the room so i can go back to sleep but the just <laughs> how quickly i sat up and moved gave me Major nauseous oh it was so bad i was like hugging the toilet i was like oh pressed against the porcelain just hugging the toilet um <laughs> why i can't be trusted so. With chocolate, with chocolate with edibles, it's just like I was like, I just need to be knocked out. Like that's just what I need. Uh, but I, I flew too close to the sun. <laughs> See, that's we've talked about this. I so I, I have access to marijuana, and I cannot smoke because I had pneumonia no. twice in three years. So I have scars in my lungs, and smoking is not a good combo for me. So I have edibles and they're candy flavored. But then sometimes when you eat the edible, you get the munchies and what's sitting next to you, a bunch of drug filled candy. Like this is, this is, this is not optimal. 
Hey, Amanda and Sarah. It's Abigail. I was the one that was Craig recommendations last time. Um, I recently yeah. started audiobooks. Not of the books that you like recommended me, but other books. So you're, thank you for getting me back into some sort of books. Yay! Thank you, <laughs> because I needed that in my daily life. It's giving me a time Yay! to like, reflect on myself you're and so to get away from everyday <laughs> realities so thank you honestly first of all amanda i'm sorry i didn't i didn't warn you before i tapped a button i apologize oh, um fine. i would love to know what you're listening to on audiobook because i listen to a lot of audiobooks when uh, so today the quarantines have sort of been getting to me you know the feeling where you know some days you're fine and some days you're like oh my god i fucking hate this make it stop yes so I'm having an, oh my God, I fucking hate this, make it stop kind of day. And one of the ways in which I um, try to make myself feel better is to just completely isolate myself with an audible, an audible, an, an audio book and a project that I can focus on and sort of isolate myself by sound and isolate myself, you know, in a, in a corner of the house. Um, so audiobooks have been really helping me out this past like couple of days. Also video games and streaming, also good. I don't know what's in the air because I've been feeling that way too, but I've just been doing a lot of sleeping. I've just been taking a lot of notes. See, there are many things that I admire about you. And there are some things that I envy. And your ability to sleep whenever the hell you want is something that I deeply envy and wish that my body would do. But there is sleep time and there is awake time and we do not deviate between those two times. I am so envious of your ability to just sleep. No, any t- any time is sleep time if you try hard enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Unless you want me to take too many edibles and end up hogging the toilet. Oh, is that an approved no. message? All right, I got another message for us. Okay, right now I'm listening to two. I'm listening Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis, I think it's, her name is, and then The Troublemaker by Leah Remini. Um the story about her and Scientology. So, um, two her books that I'm listening to. Okay, I bet Leah Remini sounds real good in audiobook because her voice yes. is fantastic, and she's yeah, also I got that kind of like a wild dishy as right. I bet it's dishy as hell. I I bet that she has the type of voice where it's almost like Lindy West where you're just listening to her like let me just talk some shit at you and you just sort of like it's like you're having this really private conversation except you can't talk back (laughs) that's okay sometimes sometimes oh it's there's a week you just do too much talking and you're like if i could never utter another word ever again sorry my fault that's okay it's okay (laughs) no just some some weeks are talkier than others if I do more than two or three podcast interviews, and that's a, like around an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of talking, if I do more than two or three in a week, by the time I get to Saturday, I'm like, no one speak to me. I will just communicate <laughs> with flashcards. I'll just hold up a sign. I cannot talk. I've said that to my children too. Kids, I'm out of words. I can't word. Or just like some, well, on the flip side, sometimes I'm lazy and I don't feel like texting. 
So I'll just send my friend Emma like a voice memo of like my rambling thoughts. It's like, listen, I don't have the energy to text this right now. So I'm just going to ramble into my microphone for a hot second and you're just going to have to deal with it. And it's that fun. sounds really lovely, actually. Yeah. Like a little voice memo? That sounds kind of lovely. I yeah, have some more messages. Like Shall I memo. play them? Yes. Hi, friends. Um, I've also ha- been, I feel like, feeling more of the pandemic um, these last few days. Um, and I'm oh, reading the so third book in the first trilogy of the Hidden Legacy series. And I'm very sad oh. that I'm on the third book. I don't want to finish it. Happy news, though. I got into the PhD program that I applied to. And I'm yes! terrified of accepting. But there you go. <laughs> oh, Mazel Tov, Stylin' on Birds. That's wonderful. I am so happy for you. Got into your PhD program. That's freaking rad. That is so cool. I don't envy you, but it is quite the accomplishment. So, I mean, congrats. you applied and got in. I mean, yeah. hot damn. That's awesome. And when you finish the third book in the first trilogy, then you can start. The second trilogy of which oh my god are out. Can I just tell you how much how much that comment just like spoke to me? Because you know, I've been reading the whole Psy Changeling series, like the whole friggin' thing since early December. I finally finished the last book that is out, uh, Alpha Knight. I finished it over the weekend. I stayed up late on Saturday, knowing that knowing that I would finish it, and I have been so bummed because the new one isn't out until the summer i guess i don't even think it has a cover yet and i am just so bummed i might have to reread some of my favorites from that series i i fully understand the oh i really don't want this to end but it's really good oh i don't want this to end but it's really good you made you got through that series in like good time too like how yeah i'm a i'm a quick reader I think I read the first four books over one weekend. I think it was the second weekend of December. Um, And I had to wait for some of them to come in from the library. And I had some other reading I had to do. But I finished to 13 books. And I don't know how many are in the second arc. Six? Maybe eight? So let's just say 18 books. So that was 18 books in seven weeks. Not bad. Jesus Christ. Not bad. Bad for me, not bad. Meanwhile, like, I finished one book so far this year. <laughs> one whole book. I also read, let's see, I also read The Betelnut Tree Mystery by Ovidia Yu. I'm trying to intersperse my romance reading with mystery reading because I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying mis- mysteries that are historical and set in other places that aren't England. So I go back and forth. So that was part of why it was a little bit slow for me to read all the side changelings. In I a hand, in, handful instead of, weeks. of reading, I just started playing Guild Wars Two again because I wanted Ooh. to just be like a magical ranger who just like goes around and shoots things and just you know just mindless quests. That's all I wanted. I briefly considered downloading World of Warcraft again, and then I just slapped myself out of that. <laughs> Is that really a bad idea, though? Is that yeah. really a bad idea? Yes. You would enjoy it, though. You would be in happy land. You would no. be happy in doing something no. nice for yourself. No. It's a bad idea? It's terrible. It is a terrible idea. Um, 
it is a destructive idea. But yeah, so I've been playing Guild Wars and I ask Emma to name all of my my hunter pets after food. Aww. So, so cute. Snow leopard named Guava, a polar bear named Meringue. So it's great. That's, That's brilliant. With <laughs> my free time. That is brilliant. Thank you. All right. Are you ready for some more messages? Adam is moderating like a champ over here. Way to go, Adam. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, all of her, like, so far, I'm, like, really oh, reading, her, reading her book because it's like you're actually, like, she's actually telling you the story and actually, like, not reading from a, her book. It's like she's having a conversation with you and I'm, and I'm over here like, yes! oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I'm actually talking uh-huh. to her. Well, it's kind of, like, <laughs> a really great, like... She's a good storyteller with her with her voice stuff like that. So, that's oh, I love it. Conversation like she, I'm on one end of the table, and she's on the other side of the table. <laughs> so we're like, she's telling me her whole life story. That's really how I feel. Uh, I love that. I just, I love the idea of Leah Remini just shooting this shit with you. That sounds so fun across the table. That's usually also how I consume most of my nonfiction is through audio because I do like that feeling of like a person talking to me. If it's a nonfiction about something, like I listened to the art of showing up and friendshipping, which is about making friends and it's a slightly vulnerable subject, also like breaking the hell out of Scientology. It, it, the, the voice part is so much more intimate voice is very intimate though. Like I've gotten used to that over the podcast because people, people who listen to us, like they feel like they 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 hang out with us and okay this is so silly but do you know that Patton Oswald narrates some of the voices of the original Minecraft character games? No. So there are Minecraft character games. We had them for the Wii or the Xbox. Thank you, Adam. Just remind me. It's called Minecraft Story Mode, and you play a character, and it's like. It's it's like like little kids first RPG like it'll tell you yeah. <laughs> the decisions that you make in the game will affect the other characters and so you make a decision it says Alex will remember that and I'm like all right that's really ominous Minecraft story mode but pa- Pat Oswalt is the voice of Minecraft story mode and so every time I hear him I'm like oh it's the Minecraft guy how you doing dude <laughs> I don't know how you feel about being known as the Minecraft guy I imagine he would be pretty pleased with it because I hope he made big change. My kids were so into those. Like, it was a big deal. Like, Mom, I finished Minecraft Story Mode 2. Can I please, please, please have Minecraft Story Mode 3? I was like, "Oh, baby's first RPG. (laughs) Well, we got more messages. You ready? Yes. Amanda, I have to tell you thank you for the recommendation of Dear Girls by Allie Wong. I read that in like a day. (gasps) It was so good and funny. And the way it talked about race and all these and like feminism and and parenthood and all this stuff was just fantastic. Ali Wong is hilarious. Um, also, I have the other books that you recommended to me uh, during a stream on hold at Libby. So I'm waiting for that. Yay! Okay, Amanda is so good at book recs. And hello, Jellyfish Crown. Your avatar is adorable. Yeah, Jellyfish popped into one of my raft streams, I think, and mentioned that they were, they either had just finished Dear Dear Girls or they were listening to it. Um, Yeah, and so I'm so glad you loved it. 
if you haven't watched Ali Wong's um, stand-up specials, I think she has two on Netflix, but they are both very good. And I'm, I definitely want to know what you think of the other recommendations. I'm so glad you liked it, though. I, I also and listen, listen. If y'all who are listening would like a book recommendation, you press a little microphone thing and you keep your finger like in place. Otherwise, if you move your finger, the recording ends. But make a recording and tell us some books that you like, or tell us what you want to read, and we'll make book recommendations. I will yeah. make book recommendations like, well, she's wearing a yellow dress and her back is three quarter turns, and I think it's Elizabeth Hoyt. And Amanda will tell you the title and the author and when it was published <laughs> and. Um, what, what Zodiac sign the main characters are, it'll be a very interesting experience for everyone. Also, I would like everyone to know it's like book charades. Also, my 15 year old has the worst gas in the history of the universe and has been torturing. It's horrible. And, and listen to me, he had cereal today and he leaves a quarter inch of milk in the milk carton every time. I mean, yeah, that's standard for, for teen boys having a young I could I know that. I could hem quilts with the accuracy of the quarter inch of milk that is left in the carton at the at, at, at it's amazing. <laughs> we have a new message. You ready? Yes. If you really want a good mystery book, um Oh, yes I do. Avica Christie's really good. Cat oh, yeah. the cat something with pigeons. Cat, cat amongst the pigeons. With the pigeons, cat. I don't know. Like a cat's all up in the pigeons. Cat in the pigeon. I don't know. It's something with cat and pigeons in the in the tail. Um, <laughs> yep. But I, I read that all the way through, like cover to cover. I don't really do that, like like easily. So it was actually really nice. <laughs> my cat would like a pigeon. I mean, yes. So would my cat. I never got into like Agatha. <laughs> Christie books but I'm not like as big of a mystery reader as you are or like Elise is um on the smart pitches staff she just reviewed a book was like the mystery (gasps) of Christie that shit was fucked up well like did you read that oh I didn't read the book but I read the review but like the fact that Agatha Christie disappeared for like 11 days and then just came Mm -hmm. back like, she I like no idea. She she possibly faked her own disappearance because her husband was about to divorce her because he was having an affair with her best friend or a friend of hers. And so she just left her car and her clothes in the middle of the road and disappeared for like 11 days. Like, do you really want to mess with somebody who plots murders for a living? God, that sounds like a dream. I was just telling <laughs> <laughs> plot murdering for plot murders for a living. Plot murders for a living and fake my own disappearance for like 11 days and just like drop off the grid. Oh, see, you know, I'm okay, like you and Bellyfish Crown. I'm, I'm really glad I'm not alone in being in having a little bit of the tired of the quarantines feeling. Um, dropping off the grid, like I feel like in a lot of ways I already did. Like I canceled everything. I've been home. I'm the most home I've ever been in my life. But also, dropping myself into a sensory deprivation hyperbaric chamber for an hour also sounds great. I mean, that creeps me out. There is a sensory deprivation tank place near me, and I would never... What isn't near you? you? What, what is it? You got edibles? Yeah, what isn't yeah, near you? Everything's no. near you. It's amazing. It is. It is pretty good. Um, you know what's near you know, me? 
DC. The Mormon, the Mormon church. The Mormon temple is extremely near me. The Mormon temple, yeah. the Mormon church shows up on my locations. Every time I post something, are you at the Mormon temple? No, like, no, I'm not. But not. I walk my, I walk my dog there earlier, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would just love to just disappear and be unreachable and just like cultivate this, this air of mystery. <laughs> like, oh, where did Amanda go? <gasps> would you like live in a cave and be a hermit? Oh God, no. That's too rustic. That's too that's too off the grid. I need some creature comforts like a toilet. Okay, that sounds fair. Like a working toilet. Indoor plumbing. Right, yeah. Right. But no phone, no internet, nobody talking to you, no one reaching you. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see the allure. That sounds lovely. Hi. So I'm doing this reading challenge and one of the things is that you try to find a book with like your ideal career and I was like eh, I don't read a book about <laughs> teaching um so then I thought I would love to be a witch who is also a baker so what would you guys what would your answer be to the question of your uh, ideal career the, the witch's guide to defensive baking by T. Kingfisher yes I was just gonna say witch's guide to defensive baking and if you want to read attitudinous witch Amanda and I both liked slouch witch but I wouldn't go on to book two just stop at book one and make up your own ending yeah slouch witch is not a baker she's just like a lazy witch and doesn't want to be bothered with like magic yeah Um, yeah she's very very ennui Another one of my absolutely comfort read favorites is Garden Spells by Sarah Addison Allen. It's like a Southern practical magic with more food. So one of the like witchy sisters owns a catering business and they live in this very insular North Carolinian town. And, you know, they're like the weirdos of the town and it's like rumored that they're witches and they are um but yeah i love that book with my whole heart it's my like go-to comfort read um so i definitely recommend that one too garden spells uh which is guide to defensive baking by t kingfisher that one's young um also moon cakes it's a graphic novel yes good call super cute um the main character is like a i think like a bisexual witch or a pansexual witch who's in love with her like werewolf best friend and there's a pair of like adorable lesbian grandmas who run a local bookshop and amanda what's the summoned and as you do yeah it's cute what is the first diablo lake book by lauren dane is it diablo lake moonstruck moonstruck is that the first one i thought it was so that's a whole magical town and there's lots of different kinds of witches but the the collective magic of the town keeps it hidden from the world one of the witches is a social worker her dad is a garden witch um there's some werewolves and some of the witches are cooking oriented and they they don't create magic spells with food but they make food with intention like the the intention for it to be comfort food and things like that. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be crossing my wires with another book, but that it was another series too. I just checked. It's oh, good. Thank you. Your brain yeah. is amazing. And then there's another one. Hold on, I'm googling. 
because this was the one Sarah and I were talking about, and she's like, I don't remember reading that one. Uh... <laughs> yes. So... For any Jewish people listening, the answer to that is Manish Tanah. How is this night different from any other night? So, um, Elizabeth Davis has a series called Coven of the North Star, and Sarah read the third book, Spellbinding Love, and the heroine is an earth witch who runs a farm. Yes, I did. Thank you. You kept saying words, and I was like, I didn't read that. That doesn't sound familiar. (laughs) And then you said earthbending witch. Oh, yep, yep, earth witch on the farm. I did read that. I did indeed. (laughs) So there, there are some suggestions for you. All right. Message? Yeah. If you're looking for a mystery with a historical background, I recommend C.S. Harris, whose mysteries (gasps) in the Regency era, and they just keep getting better and better. Uh, Sebastian St. Cyr is the name of the lead character. And I would start at the beginning because there's a lot of character development as the series goes on. But check out C.S. Harris and her mysteries about Sebastian St. Cyr. That series is really good. I was hoping here's a... would come back with her. Hi, Darlene! Sweet, sweet, dulcet tones. I was hoping. I know, right? Tonight. All right. Here we go. So I've been reading A Touch of Ruin by Scarlett St. Clair, and I'm pretty sure Ooh. this is like a new author, but I'm loving everything I read. I know I a, to touch of, a Touch of Ruin by Scarlett St. Clair? Yes. Is that like, I think that's like a Hades Persephone. Oh. oh. Yes, Speaking my language. Like, All right. It is a Hades I give up. Persephone I'm just... Book. I'm just getting my laptop out now. I just give up here. I mean, I'm like in a bed nest at the moment. So I've got like my laptop next to me. I'm covered in three layers of blankets. Got my How's the quilt doing? Good. The quilt How's is the quilt? here. Yay. Linus yeah. lets you, Linus lets you, lets you sleep on it. When he's not sleeping on it. Oh, it is uh, it's a whole Hades Persephone series by Scarlett St. Clair. That's all, God, the covers are gorgeous. Yes. Oh, and they're in Kindle Unlimited, too. I do have KU. Yep. Though I don't like I don't like books that follow the same couple over multiple books. I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> I, I get it. All right, got, an, got a bunch of messages here. Yay. I would love to get some recommendations uh, for some romances uh, featuring some slightly more mature ladies. Um, I'm in my early 40s, and Hi. with the difficulty reading during the quarantines, um, I hear it's really hard to connect with a 20-something-year-old. So anything you can throw my way, any sub-genre would be appreciated. I hear you. Okay, so first of all, there is a whole Facebook group called uh, Seasoned Romance. And there is a book that is coming out. I want to say it's Karen Booth. 
gray hair, don't care. And that is about a heroine who is divorced, and I think she is starting over, and it's a romance. Um, that heroine, I think it's in the cover copy. If you give me two seconds, I can tell you. Yeah, she's 47. And uh, she, she she meets up with her crush from college. So that's gray hair, don't care. And that is out already, I believe. It is out and available for purchase and reading. What else you got, Amanda? Okay, I hope you have a pen and paper handy. <laughs> Contemporary. Uh, Everything She Ever Wanted by Liz Durano. It's a forced proximity romance with an older heroine. Uh, The heroine is like a a nerdy doctor and the younger hero is a bearded carpenter. Um, I'm listening. There's also Courtney Milan's uh, Miss Martin's Incomparable Adventure. Yes. Um, Older heroines. I think, actually, I also think Olivia Waite has one with an older heroine too. Um, and then there's, there's also magical midlife magic, which is paranormal women's fiction. You'll see a lot of books tagged paranormal women's fiction, which is usually a signal that it is a paranormal romance, but the heroine is a little bit older. Um, and there's a whole bunch of authors that are writing that sort of genre. There's The Mermaid Next Door, Magical Midlife Madness, um, and there's some other ones. The New Witch on the Block, that kind of thing. I'm going to sneeze, so you can talk. Okay. There's also Shelley Ellis, who does contemporaries. Um, the first book is On Point, P-O-I-N-T-E, and the heroine is a dance teacher, like a, a Good ballet choice. teacher. Um, and then there's At Your Service by Sandra Antonelli. I wouldn't necessarily call it romantic suspense. It's like romance with a little bit of mystery. Um, and we had like a really good guest review of it by Claudia before she became a good or like a, not a good but like a, like a, a staff reviewer. A staff reviewer. Wow. Edibles are kicking in. Um, Woohoo! There's also. Not quite what you're looking for, but The Switch by Beth O'Leary has a uh, a grandmother kind of like switching lives with her granddaughter. Um, and I think they both get like equal time in the story. And it was just like really sweet. Um, so those are some suggestions. I think we also have a tag on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like a, a theme with older couple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you can search Smart Bitches Trashy Books uh, in the book finder for books that have um, older couples. And I think we also have one for age difference, but you'd have to poke around to see which one is the older one um, in the the romantic couple. But definitely check out the, was it like the older couple theme we have in our yes. book finder. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. I hope you are enjoying this broadcast episode. If you are, I hope that you'll join us Tuesday nights, 730 Eastern for another podcast after party on stereo. We recorded this on stereo. I'll have future episodes that we've recorded. Sometimes we talk about food and it goes off the rails, but it is really, really fun. 
We would love to give book recs. We'd love to tell you what we're reading. And we want to hear how you're coping with the quarantines too, because sometimes, ooh, lately, getting to me, that's for sure. Head to Stereo.com slash smartbitches, download Stereo, and join us live Tuesday nights for our podcast random party. 7.30 p.m. Tuesday nights Eastern, Stereo.com slash smartbitches. We cannot wait to hear from you and have you join us next time. You ready for another message? Yes. Okay, amazing suggestions. Wrote them all down on fire. Um, also, apparently, I bought Slouch Witch in 2018. I have no memory of this. <laughs> it's language in my Kindle. I'm pretty sure I bought it because you all recommended it at some point. So <laughs> I will read it. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Podcast episode on it. That's my yes. Yes, and also, it's pretty rare for Amanda and I to like the same books. So the fact that we both <laughs> like Slouch, Slouch, we were just sort of like exclaiming at each other, like, we both liked it. Oh my gosh, what the heck? Clearly, I don't have good taste, is what Sarah's trying to say. <laughs> uh, no, we just like very different things. Amanda likes the dark and angsty and the super intense, and I am not so much of an intense like- reader. Enemies to lovers. Sarah likes a good friends to lovers, which I think is like the equivalent <laughs> of reading Ambien for me. Um, <laughs> not a fan of friends to lovers. Um, but yeah, I, I'm that way too. Silence on birds is like, I'm a digital pack rat and like, I will try to find something to read on my Kindle. And I'm like, I have no memory of downloading any of these books. And I don't know. Where did this book come from? I I didn't buy this. (laughs) I I was looking the other day and I had one with like a merman on the cover. And it's like the the hero and heroine have like a one night stand and doesn't realize he's a mermaid person and it is then revealed that he is part of like a traveling circus as you do i'm sure someone wants the title so give me one second (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sorry i am absolutely sure that of our listeners right now somebody is like i'm sorry traveling circus merman and that book would be yes what i'm looking right it's called uh call of water it's on kindle unlimited (laughs) it's by it's by Marina Simcoe. And there you go. I believe all of the characters or love interests are like, you know, sideshow attractions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I don't know how it arrived on my Kindle, but it's there. So Surprise! Yeah. All right, we got some more messages. Yay! This is so much fun. I love hearing about books from people. I don't know if you guys would be educated on this book genre, but I'm a Christian and I'm also a ministry major. So um, do you guys have any good recommendations for a good Christian fiction book that is not like all self-help? Because I'm tired of reading self-help books about ministry or Christian, um, but, you know, a Christian fiction book. I really would love a recommendation for that. If you guys don't know, it's okay. (laughs) No, we've got some. Oh, we've got tons. First of all, um, that is a massive section of the romance genre. There are so many 
Christian and faith-based romances. Like Harlequin has three lines. There's Christian suspense, Christian historical, and Christian contemporary. They're all love-inspired, all of them. And they all have faith-based elements to them. There's also rules. Like you're not allowed to have a dialogue with God where God responds. There's like a whole list of rules for the love-inspired. I find it fascinating. But anyway, um, so let's let's have a, a Jewish person, which would be me, (laughs) <laughs> An atheist person who would be you make Christian romance recommendations. Let's do this. Listen, it's fine. It's fine. Um, oh, it's totally cool. This is a this is a massive area in romance. You have asked the correct humans. I feel like a lot of the ones that I know of are historical. Though, of course, there's like the Beverly Jenkins Blessing series. So uh, good. Yeah, which is contemporary. And then some really good, and I, like Sarah said, I am an uh, atheist, or technically an ag- agnostic, but I am not really a Christian. But um, Jen Toronto has some good stuff. Her covers are gorgeous. Um, Deanne Gist does. I was really just going to say. <laughs> yeah, yes, Deanne Gist. Deanne Gist. Some, some really great, great books. Um, and then uh, Christy Ann Hunter, K-R-I-S-T-I, has some some really good ones. And then I would say, like, some of Vanessa Riley's uh, historicals have some, some faith-based, um, like, romance and characters and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, I want to say. So those are some now, authors. Uh- Yes. And another direction that you could go is Christmas romances. There are only about 14 million published every year. Um, And all of them will have Christmas in many, many aspects. But that could be as much as, you know, the characters are actually in the nativity scene, or it could just be, you know, secular Christmas, let's buy presents and decorate things with sugar plums. Um, Another author that might work for you is Rachel Hauck, H-A-U-C-K. Um, she has won the Christie Award, and uh, her book, the, the Wedding Dress, won so many awards. It's beautiful. But a lot of them are, um, they're, they're, they're very detail-oriented. There's, a, there's always like a, like, a, like a job or a setting or a, a shop or a, a society or something. All of her books have a, a setting that is what I like to call competence porn, where the characters have a thing that they do in addition to falling in love and doing lots of other things. But Rachel Hauk would be a great choice. And there's a whole publisher that would probably rock your world. Bethany House publishes a lot of um, Christian yeah. romances, contemporary, historical, and suspense and you would you could take a deep dive into everything bethany house predict, uh, publishes and be a very happy person there's also um a girl's guide to the outback by jessica kate which has a mm-hmm. uh, a youth ministries manager from the u.s who like travels to australia um, yeah so like that's like a nice kind of like change of setting um, for sure. Oh, and another author that would work, probably work for you is Rayanne Thane, T H A Y N E. Rayanne Thane would be great. In fact, because I live close to the Mormon temple, a lot of my neighbors are Mormon. Um, and I have been giving my, the, the finished copies that I get of Rayanne Thane's books to my neighbors. And, and now like every time I see them, like, oh, thank you for the books. Do you have any more Rayanne Thane? <laughs> <laughs> 
whole street addicted to Ray and Thane. It's great. Well, we have lots of messages. This is fun. Yay. I'm taking a sip of water. Hello. Um, what do you two enjoy doing in your spare time? Hi, Molly. Um, well, we talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my top, let's see, my top three things in my spare time. Um, I like reading when my brain is able to do it. Amanda has gotten me more into video games. So I love playing Witcher and I love playing Stardew Valley. And I like quilting. I sound like the most middle-aged person now, which is fine because I'm actually <laughs> middle-aged. Uh, I like quilting and I like cooking and baking and I like going outside. Going outside. That is not on that, my that's, list. That's, that's my <laughs> bio. Like anywhere that it's not something connected to smart bitches is my name is Sarah and I like to go outside. Oh, I like um, snowboarding. That's another thing I like doing. I am also a, a video game player. I do like, as Sarah and I have said, uh, smooching and farmsteading. I love a yeah. game where I can <laughs> romance people and just tend absolutely. Farm. But but I also really love uh, like Assassin's Creed. I have like Valhalla and Odyssey. I love games <laughs> where I can just stab shitty men. Um, as a buff we're gonna get so many messages for adam to moderate now we're gonna get so many sorry, great messages from dudes sorry. amanda says sorry um, <laughs> i'm getting any, the look where i can play a buff lady um and smooch everyone and murder people who deserve it is great um what do i, I like so amanda's that. hobbies include murder Amanda's hobbies murder. include murder. Lots lots of murder. I like a nice bath time. You know, like, I will boil myself. If my skin does not come out bright red by the time I'm done, I've done it wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love a nap. I, I sound boring. I like baths and naps and murder. <laughs> um... And I also that sounds like a really good book. I would read that book, Baths, and Naps, and Murder. I would read the hell out of that book. You do what you love and you never work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Baths, naps, and murder. Yeah, yeah sounds great. I, I do I do some like cross-stitching and I miss traveling. Mm. I'm super into craft beer. I love going to breweries. I have a I have a little beer fridge that I keep all my special beers in. Um yeah, I like wine. A lot of the stuff a lot of stuff I do, I feel like I haven't been able to do because of this stupid pandemic. So. Seriously, I'm so glad I'm not alone in really feeling the quarantines this week. I want to travel and I want to go to a bar is what I want. And I want to go to the movies. Oh. I The last movie I saw in theaters was a year ago. Yep, me too. A year me too. ago. Yep, last movie I saw in theaters, I think, was might have been Charlie's Angels. Mine was Birds of Prey. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry to bring the mood down, everybody. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's listen to another message. The heroine is a nerdy doctor, and the hero is a bearded carpenter. Amanda, get out of my brain. Also, can you repeat <laughs> that? Sorry. Yeah, Hi, Sue! Hi, Sue. Um, let me find it. 
So the author is Liz, L-I-Z, Durano, D-U-R-A-N-O. And the book is called Everything She Ever Wanted. The uh, heroine is a transplant surgeon. That is her job. I think that book is anything, everything that, that, that the Sue wanted. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about secret babies, Sue, but the second book in the series has a secret baby plot. Not the same characters, but, you know, if that is or is not yeah. catnip. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, next message. For Redhead, I love the Love Comes Softly series. Um, oh, good and call. I hear there are also like Hallmark movies in case you're into that. Good call. Yeah, you know things. Awesome. All right, let's see here. I have a couple recommendations for faith-based historicals that I've really enjoyed, and I'm not even a Christian. One is Francine Rivers' Redeeming Love, which is considered a classic now in the genre, and that's been out for quite a while, and you can find it in many editions. And the other is an author who I really like, who has written some books about the LDS Church, but also writes a lot of fiction that has faith at its core. And that's Carla Kelly. She oh, writes good one. Historicals set in the American West, and she writes Regency historicals. But have your hankies ready because she writes some ones that really yank at your emotions but carla kelly is one of my favorite authors i really enjoy her work thank you darlene carla kelly is such a good choice and oh my god she makes me cry enjoyed some carla kelly oh yeah her older regencies are they're very character driven and they're very emotional. And she's also writing about and sometimes in the Napoleonic War. And so you, you you don't, she doesn't shy away from how much war actually sucks and how terrible it is. Um, so it's very emotionally wrenching. So if you need like a big cathartic cry, that's a great one. Great choice. I like a good cathartic cry every once in a while. <laughs> I do too, but it's usually like... Me awake at 1 a.m. watching like inspirational America's Got Talent auditions. <laughs> For me, it's always animals being recipe, re- recipe being rescued. <laughs> being recipe is something completely different. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. All right, we got a message here. Let's see. One Hi, thing the quarantines has taught me is that video games where not much happens can be really restful and i love it um yes. the equivalent of that i found two for people who maybe don't want to play video games but like want to watch tv the first is um repair shop on netflix uh which sometimes goes too fast for me in that like within 10 minutes they'll show you how that they fix the latch and you're like i know that took you four hours i will watch all four hours <laughs> um and then the second one is um Subtitled, but it's called Hyori's B and B, and it's just like nice people <gasps> on a vacation island in Korea who yes! stay at this like former pop star's home, and everyone's just really nice to each other, and they cook a lot, and then they play board games. All right, I watched an episode of Hyori's 
what is I forget the name of the foot the name of it. I I watched an episode of it and it is so adorable. It's these two former K-pop stars who are married and they live on this vacation island and they decide they're going to turn their home into a bed and breakfast, but then they don't know who's coming to stay. And so the sort of production agency arranges all of the guests and it's these groups of people and they all just hang out together on this island and it is the most wholesome, adorable thing. Deanna Rayborn was raving, raving about it on Twitter and I tried it while I was on the treadmill and they're long. They're really long. I walked a lot longer than I thought I was going to. It's freaking adorable. Also, Netflix gives Sue the full four hours, you cowards. She wants yeah, to right? She action. She... <laughs> She wants to see the latch action, Netflix. Four hours of <laughs> she wants... hot latch action. Which would also be a good title for a book. Hot latch action? <laughs> it's no, four hours of hot latch It's got to be like a Born Blakely, like rom-com. Oh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> hot latch action. He's a locksmith and she's, no, he she's the locksmith and he's trapped. Yeah. Until her love sets him free. Ooh, now I'm wondering, are there locksmith romances? I'm sure there are. Like well, there's there's the locksmith's daughter, but that's a historical. But I also feel like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like a locksmith is just like one facet of a career. You know what I mean? Like a handyman probably has mm. some locksmith, locksmithing capabilities. You know, you're right. All he does is, or all they do are are locks. Or you're a locksmith, but, and you're also really good at, you know, picking locks and um, heisting things. Yeah. I like a good heist. Yeah, I'm a fan. I know you do. I know you like a good heist. I love a good heist. I just like that there's usually no graphic murder. It's just stuff getting stolen. Okay. Yeah, you know, the stuff doesn't care. I like to have a I... murder as a treat. <laughs> like murder is the cherry on top? Yeah, I, I've been <laughs> I can have a little murder as a treat. <laughs> I don't think you need to make murder, you know, your treat. You could just make it part of your, you know, your daily existence. What I'm am fine. I saying? I think I, I think I, I think... <laughs> Find a spare five minutes to just squeeze in a quick murder. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that when I sign on, I had to click a little button that said I wouldn't break the law. And now I'm wondering if I'm like aiding and abetting and stuff now. I'm too, come on, Sarah. I have got great work ethic, but you know, I'm too lazy to actually commit a murder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have also, you're already in bed. Today's off the table. True. You're already in I'm bed. Not, <laughs> yeah, this is true. I'm in bed. Or I'm not getting out of it. And let, the murder has to come to me. But I have like this fitness app called Seven, and it's like do a workout in seven minutes, and it like reminds you. It's like you can fit seven minutes of exercise into your day. <laughs> But I'm just imagining that as, like, instead of working out, it's, like, murder. You've got seven you minutes could... for a murder. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the plot. Here's what you need to do. A little bit of, like, a combination map, like a little guided tour. <laughs> yep. You've got seven minutes. You can do it. 
I can't believe we're not receiving a thousand and one messages about murders we need to commit. <laughs> oh my Please gosh. Don't. Please don't send that. Please. <laughs> yeah, we're we're already weeding through trolls that want to know about what we think about hemorrhoids. That was a message we did not play, by the way. Interesting. I don't have an yeah. opinion. I don't have an opinion either. That, you I'm know, different. If someone needed <laughs> my official stance on hemorrhoids, I don't have an opinion. You are you are without an opinion on this one. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. I get it. <laughs> I'm going on the record as saying I don't have an opinion. So what are some of the first things that you want to do when the world opens back up? Go to a fucking movie theater is what I want. I want to just sit in those sticky, gross, creaky seats. Oh, my stars. Put my feet up because they have the little feet recliners. Order oh, yeah. A damn icy, mm-hmm. some salty popcorn, and oh. a, a thing of Sour Patch Kids. And I pay $80. <laughs> For the Sour pay, Patch Kids. I will gladly pay the $80. Um, right. And just sit. In a movie theater. In yep. the dark. With yep. nothing else to distract me but this huge ass screen in front of me. That's all I want to do. Yep. Yep. I get it. I get it. I get it. I want my kids to be able to go to camp. I mean, I'd even tolerate school, but really I want them to be able to go to camp. And if that happens, then for myself... I want to travel. I just want to yeah. go and I, ju- I want to travel. I want to be other places. I, and I, and I want to be other places knowing I'm not endangering anybody, you know? Yeah. Like I'm so incredibly self-conscious when I go anywhere now, I want to be able to, to go and experience different places and not, and know that I'm not endangering anyone and that no one's endangering me. Like, I don't want to leave my county because I know the restrictions here are stronger than in other places. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stay here in my tiny little area. Sometimes the only time I leave the house for a week is to just walk my dogs every day. I would just also love to see my brother. My brother is overseas. Um, I would just love to be able to visit him or have to like yep. visit me and not have to worry about anything. Yeah. I have a question. You mentioned salty food. Yeah. And 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 I, I I have to ask, did you see this video of this woman in this tank top making nachos on her counter? I was a guest. I you saw this, right? I did okay, first I, of all, it wasn't a hallucination. No, I was so upset. I was so upset <laughs> for that video. I was very I was I was yelling. And Adam was in the kitchen and he's like, what, what are you looking at? And I'm like, I'm going to make you watch it. I'm sorry. She mixes it with paint scrapers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I don't get. I understand that this is a shtick and it's, you know, it's, God, it's for the virality. It. It's, you know, for God, the virality of it. And, you know, there was clearly some preparation there because there's a lot of tools and ingredients how does she not get any cheese on her tank top? How is it that her tank top is pristine? How? Okay, one, how? Cheese, 
she's mixing this on her fucking counter, which to me is disgusting. Two, oh, I cleaned my counter and I wouldn't do that. She mixes everything together, including, so she mixes canned nacho cheese. A giant, giant can. Tomatoes, shredded lettuce, guac, jalapeno, uh, beans ground meat and then she mixes in the tortillas mixes mixes it up mixes needs it up the men she's adding fucking cold stone creamery yeah scoops it with an ice cream scoop into a tortilla shaped like an ice cream cone yes okay first first on the docket here I, <laughs> I had a feeling this would personally offend you because oh of your God, nacho I was love. Horrified. Nachos <laughs> are my favorite food. Okay, and I love them because of the variety of textures I get. If you're gonna mix tortilla <laughs> chips into a mixture oh, no. of guac and nacho cheese, those chips are not gonna be crunchy for very long. They're gonna get soggy and fucking gross. Okay. Soggy is bad. And like shredded lettuce, like shredded lettuce goes on top of your nachos. You do not mix it into your nachos. Yep. I, I I, I had a feeling you would take that personally. It looks. I I, I think that would just be a personal affront. And after she mixes it, it looks like baby poop. It's like that, like, dull dull green color, and she scoops it with an ice cream scoop. Puts it in a cone. How did she not get any of that on the tank top is the part I don't understand. I I mean, how? she's in league with the devil. I don't know. I like the, I don't know. I mean, you're (laughs) the one who wants seven minutes to commit murder. I think you're insulting the devil there. But this is just a crime against humanity. <laughs> it's a crime against food. I'm sure it violates some law in the Geneva Convention or something. Yeah, that was that I knew that would I knew that would that would <laughs> that you would take that very personally. I almost tweeted about it and I'm like, Amanda, no. Like everyone else no, just let it go. You just just let it go. Yep. So at first, <laughs> I couldn't decide what the hell the nacho cheese was. I'm like, is that like peanut butter? What the fuck is that? Like, what am I looking at here? I feel like it was one of those like magic eye paintings. Like the longer I stare <laughs> at it, like make it make sense. Make it make sense, please. If I keep looking, this is going to make sense at some point. There's going to be some sort of image. It's going to click. I'm going to be like, that's a boat. Great. I see. Um, <laughs> God. Oh, I was so mad and disgusted. And it just, why would you do that to nachos? Why would you do that? <laughs> the nachos, the nachos they, deserve so much better. What did they ever do to you? <laughs> God. I feel like I need to send you good nachos to make up for what your eyeballs have witnessed. My... So I love nachos. My favorite nachos in the greater Boston area come from a place called Painted Borough. They have chorizo on them. Oh, yeah. Pickled carrots and onions. Ooh. They're, they're just the best nachos I've ever had. They're so good. 
I've gotten those nachos as both delivery and takeout since the pandemic. Nice. See, you got to keep your favorite places in gear, right? I know. Well, for, so for Valentine's Day, so for Eric and I's anniversary, we did take out of like a three course meal from a restaurant we loved, which was delicious. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for Valentine's Day, we're doing that, but like another place. So this is, it's like the Valentine's Day dumpling kit. So you get like (gasps) bao buns, dumplings, fried rice, bok choy. um, And then I think like a passion fruit panna cotta and a bottle of wine. Um, Nice. For like 80 bucks. And so we're going to get that as takeout for Valentine's Day. You've seen my theory of humanity, right? That the purest oh, expression, okay, my, the purest expression of human love is the fact that in every culture, in every cuisine, and in every language, there is a word, possibly multiple words, for a food that is wrapped in a dough and then cooked. Oh, and yeah. that, And that is the purest expression of human love. It is always comfort food. Have, have multiple foods like that. Too. Exactly. So there's bao buns, dumplings, and all of the different kinds of dim sum. There's there's knishes and kreplach, and there's um, my brain samosas. just went blank. Samosas and sambusas, and there like think about it in every culture, pierogies. Yeah, in every culture there is this is this is my Sarah's theory of of of, hu, hu, of human love. In every culture there is a food that is wrapped in a dough and then it is cooked. It could be fried, it could be steamed, it could be, you know, slow roasted, I don't care, but that is the expression of human love that we take a thing and we put the food in the dough and then we cook the dough. And in every culture there's a name or a language or a variation, but it's essentially food plus dough equals love. This is I my would theory. love to just have like a potluck when things are normal again and we can see people where it's like you have to bring one of those dishes. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Food and potluck. So you know I want to know what you're bringing to the global potluck of love, right? What is your favorite food in a dough that is cooked? How many words for that do you know and how many different cultures? And seriously, what are you bringing to the potluck? It's going to be awesome. You can always email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or you can join us 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Stereo. Just download the Stereo app at stereo.com slash smartbitches. It's super easy to use. There's a really fun avatar creation element and we love seeing your avatars. And you just hit one button to record messages like the ones you heard in this episode. And if you're feeling a little lonely, come hang out with us. We can promise food and books and silliness. And I definitely want to know about what your favorite food in a dough that is cooked is either way. I mean, I really, no, seriously, I I do want to know. Dough is getting me through. I hope that you will join us for our next broadcast, Tuesday nights, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Stereo.com slash SmartBitches. That's Tuesday nights, 7.30 Eastern on Stereo.com slash SmartBitches. Now, if you are looking for a podcast to try and you like food, you should definitely check out Dinner Sisters. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Betsy. We're the Dinner Sisters, two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. Every week, we test and review three recipes from all over the internet. We post new episodes every Sunday to give you some dinner inspiration. One of our favorite things about podcasting is being together as sisters. Here's a clip about our relationship and a little bit about food. 
I bake it. I pull it out to the table and I take it off. And Brian's like, is that fish not gutted? (gasps) What is going on? Yes. So I had not gutted the fish. Had there not been fish guts all over the place, I think your kids would have thought it was cool. If you'd like to join us for dinner, you can find us at www.dinnersisters.com, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll save a spot at the table for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that spot made me laugh. (laughs) I will have links to where (laughs) where you can can find Dinner Sisters. Fish guts optional. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Their show is terrific. Definitely check it out if you would like hilarity. And dinner ideas. I mean, and who doesn't want hilarity and dinner ideas, right? Now, I will have links to every single book. Wow, there were a lot of them in this episode in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. And I'll have links to our Stay Golden Horny Girl campaign, which ends Tuesday, the 23rd of February. So if you're thinking about it, don't think too much longer because it's going to end. And then it's a limited time only. But I will tell you, just between you and me, right now, shh, don't tell. We have raised over $700 for the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. I'm so excited. So if you've ordered something, thank you. This is so cool. And as always, I end with a terrible joke. And if you, like me, are now thinking about dumplings and dim sum and pierogies and kreplach, this joke is tangentially related to that. Okay? Very tangentially. But it's a food joke. Why shouldn't you put ketchup on your shopping list? Why shouldn't you put ketchup on your shopping list? Because if you do, you won't be able to read it. (laughs) So silly. I love it so much. Ah, That one is from Crazy for Taco, which again, I can confirm. Totally agree. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me and Amanda on Tuesday nights if you've joined in our stereo broadcasts as well. We are having a really good time. And I'll be honest, it's really lifting my mood. I'm really struggling with the quarantines this week, so... This has made me feel so much better. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you a wonderful weekend. We'll be back next week, Tuesday nights on stereo, Wednesday nights and Sunday afternoons on Twitch, and Fridays on the podcast. You can't escape me. I'm just everywhere. Thank you for listening. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts like Dinner Sisters to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.